Hi, my name is MJ Antu and welcome to Zion Church. Our mission at Zion is to create spaces for God to dwell and for hearts to be transformed by the love of Jesus. This is why we meet in person every first and third Sunday of every month and online every second and fourth Sunday. You can find our times and locations by going to zionchurch.live. We do this because we believe there's something deeply powerful when we all gather together to lift up the name of Jesus, but also when we meet at homes, break bread, and watch church with our church community. We are creating spaces for God to dwell. If you're looking for a church community or are wanting to take your next steps in your life or feeling led to partner with the mission of Zion, there are two ways to do so. The first one, you can join the Zion launch team. As we continue to engage and serve our community both in person and online, we are needing people like you. Second, you can become a financial supporter. We understand that God has given richly towards us, so it is our privilege to give back to Him so that we can serve others. Every dollar you sow is used to better serve our community. If you're wanting to join the Zion launch team or become a financial supporter, you can go to zionchurch.live slash next. On behalf of our entire Zion family, we want to say thank you. All right, let's get ready to hear a powerful message from God today. Hi, welcome to Zion, everybody. My name is APOC, and my wife, MJ, and I have the honor and privilege of leading and serving this incredible community here at Zion Church. Um, Ma'am, we are about to start small groups next month on September 12th, and I just want to make a quick shout out and encouragement that if you are looking for a place to belong and just grow deeper in God, but also deeper in community, join one of our small groups. We're going to have in-person small groups, but we're also going to be hosting a Wednesday night virtual small group. So I'm super pumped about that. Another thing I wanted to talk about is that next month we are starting a brand new series that will be in partnership with our kickoff for small groups called Winning the War in Your Mind. And we're going to be digging into what just the Bible talks about our mind and how the enemy really, um, that's one of his main ways of attacking us. You know, a lot of the times we think that he attacks us from our exterior, but the reality is that he attacks us from the inside. And um, I can't wait to be teaching that. I can't wait to go into small groups and have discussions about what God is um, wanting to teach us through this series. Well, I want to get started today, but before I do, I want to pray because Today's message, I believe, is going to just, just do something. God is going to do something so special. So let me pray for each and every one of us for today's message. Dear God, we love you so much. We thank you for this series, for the series of dangerous prayers. And we believe that you have been challenging us during this season. Also, as we have gone into 21 days of prayer, how um, we have been confronted with the reality that we need to be praying. We need to be people of prayer. So God, we just, um, we, we pray to you. We ask that you would speak to us uh, like never before in Jesus name. Amen. Well, um, 
I want to go a little bit over our series for the last couple of weeks. And we've been covering three or um, a series of prayers that I believe are not safe prayers. They are dangerous prayers because when you pray these prayers, God answers them. And uh, the first one we talked about was make me bold. And kind of the thesis around it was that boldness isn't a personality trait. Uh, boldness is something that we receive with the Holy Spirit. When we pray and we ask the Holy Spirit to infill us, there is a boldness that comes into us and we don't need to be extroverted to uh, have boldness. Uh, we can be a, a quiet person that is calculated, but that is full of the boldness of God. And then um, we also covered the other prayer, uh, Speak to Me. And kind of the premises of that was that um, we we don't pray this if we are not ready to hear what God is going to ask us to do. So today, I want to finish with our last prayer, our last dangerous prayer, and it's a very simple prayer. The prayer is, break my heart. And I'm going to be reading off of Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 18 and 21, Jeremiah uh, prays this prayer as he's wrestling with God. He says, my grief is beyond healing. My heart is broken. I hurt with the hurt of my people. I mourn and I am overcome with grief. Like I warned you, we're not going to like this prayer. And if I'm honest, I struggle to pray this prayer in particular. Break me, God. And why is that? Well, I believe it's because it's not a common prayer. It's not an easy prayer. It, it doesn't feel good. It's, it's not a safe prayer. It, it's not consistent with the God should make my life easy version of Christianity that we live in today. Uh, it's not consistent with the bless me, Lord, and the keep me safe and help me to have a good day kind of prayer. Because uh, the reality is, if I could be honest with you today, is that I don't want to be inconvenienced. I don't want to be interrupted. I don't want any trouble. I don't, I don't know who that is listening today says, man, I love a life of, tr uh, of trouble. No. Um, we want the hassle-free life. We want the zit-free life, the, the good food, the, the green lights to wherever you need to go. You love it when you hit green light after green light or when the weather is perfect, when you find the closest parking spots, when you have well-behaved kids. But it takes courage to pray God, break my heart. Because when we pray that prayer, we're praying for God to break it, to crush it, and to strip us from all comfort, from all ease, and from all apathy. So I warned you, if you dare to pray this dangerous prayer, like we have been talking throughout this whole series, God will answer it. You'll become burdened, 
you'll become grieved. Uh, your heart will begin to ache over injustice. You will lose sleep. You will burn with righteous anger. You will do things others don't understand. You will face resistance. You will face opposition. You will face criticism. You will face persecution. You will face so much. So the question that ought to be raised today and that I want to ask you and that I'm asking even myself is, so why do we pray this prayer if it's full of pain, if it's full of inconvenience, if it's full of interruptions? And the answer is because in all your pain and agony and discomfort, I want you to write this down today. You will be blessed as your heart breaks over something that breaks the heart of God. At the root of this prayer, the reason why we pray it is because when we pray this prayer, we will be blessed with the blessing of being broken by something that breaks the heart of God. And that is the most beautiful thing we could ever experience to be so close to the heart of God that we can see what breaks his heart too. And we have no other choice but to be broken too. So going back to our key text, we look at prophet Jeremiah, who in, in, in by a lot of scholars is known as the weeping prophet because... Uh, Everything that God was asking from him to say was just sad. It was just full of judgment a lot of the times. And the reality is that Jeremiah was living in a time where the people of Judah were rebelling against God. There was rampant injustice. Um, the, the people of Israel were abusing the widows and they were abusing the poor. They were sacrificing children to false gods. Can you believe that? It, it, it was breaking the heart of Jeremiah. And he says, my grief is beyond healing. My heart is broken. I hurt with the hurt of my people and I mourn and I am overcome with grief. So he, he knew as, as he was overwhelmed, he knew what he had to do. He had to preach hard messages to people. He, he had to preach things that he knew were going to cause people to revolt against him. But his grief was unbearable. His heart was broken. And, and I think to myself, do I want that? Do I want God to break my heart? But I want to make this clear that this isn't a prayer asking for God to give you and I a spiritual interest and hobby. I think a lot of the times when we think about, you know, being broken, uh, we can confuse it with, man, I, I would love uh, to, to have an interest. I would love to be passionate about the, the homeless ministry or the widows. Or I, I, you know what? I, I'm thinking this summer, I'm, I'm going to dedicate this summer to, you know, um, feeding the poor around the community. No, no, no. I'm, uh, that's good. And, and I would love for you to continue to do that. But I think there is a huge contrast between an interest and a hobby and, and a ministry 
There's something so different because a ministry can sometimes bring so much misery. The prayers uh, of, of break my heart, this prayer is to make us uncomfortable. So I'm here to tell you that if you don't like seeing homeless people in the streets, I, 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 I want you to pray, God, break my heart. If that's your prayer and you don't like to see uh, homeless uh, people in the streets, you better start carrying loose cash. That if you're frustrated with the current youth, maybe you should start mentoring them. That if you're annoyed at your uncle with all the conspiracy theories, invite them to your next barbecue and dinner and bring unity and find common ground, have conversations that will bring resolution and unity and love. These are the uncomfortable prayers, that that gut-wrenching burden that consumes our thoughts. That, that doesn't let up. Break my heart. That prayer, it, it eats at you. It gnaws at you. When God begins to answer your prayer of breaking your heart, I believe that God is going to give you no choice but to act. Opposite of what softer feel version of Christianity Best life now or your year of harvest, your year of abundance, the Lord's favor, your time to multiply, increase, acceleration. You can name it and claim it, see it, be it, talk like you are blessed, walk like you are blessed. I want you to think about this. What if God's greatest blessings come from God's greatest breakings? What if... God breaks your heart for what breaks his. What if God blesses you with holy hurt? God blesses you with a burden. Comfort never once moved me to action. More luxury in my life never shook me to care more about suffering Praying for a pain-free day never made me more like Christ. Because pain purifies. Suffering strengthens and trials teach us to depend on God. So God, we say, break my heart. That is our prayer as we close this series. God, break my heart. Snap us out of self-centered pursuit of ease. Where, where I have to do something, where I can't not do anything, where I am compelled to do something. You know, the Bible is full of people who were broken to the point of action. We have people in the Bible like Moses. He was a, a young Hebrew boy and he watches the people of Israel and Egypt being beaten into slavery. Heartbroken, mistreatment, oppression, and held as slaves, and he begins to feel the burden of it. And we know the story for many that don't, might not know it. You know, God uses him to deliver the people of Israel from slavery. We have people like David. David was a little uh, boy in, in, in a nation that was at war, and, and God and, and his dad sent his 
sent David to go get give snacks to his brothers and, and the people in the front line. And he saw the condition of where the war was headed and, and, and the people, how they were losing. His people were losing because there was a giant named Goliath and he was burdened and said, I've got to do something. We know the story for those that don't know it. The Bible says that he stood up to that giant and got some rocks and in his sling and he threw it and he ended up killing Goliath and it changed the trajectory of the war. We have people like Nehemiah. He had a comfy job in a palace. And he hears the tragic news of his hometown that about the walls of the temple being torn down. And he breaks down and he cries and he prays and he says, I've got to do something. And he felt led to go to the king. He fought for his family. His heart was broken. So here is my challenge for you today. I want to challenge you to pray it. I want to dare you to pray it. God, break my heart. Shake. My prayer is that God would shake you out of your continual pursuit of comfort. My prayer is that God would break your heart and would stir you with divine burden where you simply can't ignore the injustices and the wrongs happening and the sin happening in the world that God would break you. That is my prayer. When you pray, God, break my heart. You got to get ready for heartache. For your, your heart will begin to ache for children struggling at school. Your heart will begin to ache maybe for human trafficking, for racial injustice, for people maybe that, that battle to have clean water. Your heart will begin to maybe be burdened with people that are struggling financially. Maybe it, God will begin to burden you with people that are fighting mental illness or trapped in addiction. Or maybe you will begin to see marriages around you that are broken and, and, and infidelity. And your heart will begin to be broken. Maybe you'll start to notice as you begin to pray this prayer of teenagers cutting themselves, you start noticing the scars in their wrist. Maybe you'll start seeing or, or hearing or noticing verbiages that, that, that are, uh, signal depression. Maybe you'll begin to be burdened to help people get out of addiction to pornography or to drugs. Break my heart. Thank God for a broken heart because most of the time we think that it's easier not to care. Rather not know what's wrong or better not get involved. But please hear me out. It's better to hurt with a purpose than to exist without one. I want to close with Reading Paul's words found in Romans. And I want to give you a backstory for those that maybe not, you don't know who Paul was. Paul was 
a Pharisee and he was a Jewish man and he was passionate about religion. He was passionate about the rules, but he was so far from God. And God met him one day. Jesus revealed himself to Paul and he became an apostle and he became burdened with sharing the gospel of Jesus. At one time, he was persecuting persecuting Christians, but then he became a Christian himself. And, and I want to end with reading Romans chapter 9, verse 1 and 3. It says this, With Christ as my witness, I speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. I want you to hear this. Look at what he prays. I would be willing to be forever cursed, to be cut off from Christ, if that would save them. I want you to think about what I just read to you. The Apostle Paul met Jesus and his life was forever changed after being trapped in religion and finding the revelation of who Jesus is. He was so convinced of who Jesus was in his life. And he was so burdened with the fact that there were many people that were like him still trapped in religion, that he prays a prayer and he says, I'd rather be cursed forever and cut off from Christ if it means for my brothers and sisters to be saved. What a prayer. What a prayer asking God, God, I would rather go to hell if it means my brothers and sisters be saved. Now, He wasn't really wanting to go to hell, but that was the brokenness he felt. He was so passionate and so burdened with the condition of his people that he was willing to do anything to see God answer that prayer of seeing his brothers and sisters and his community be saved and come to the knowledge of Jesus. That is what being broken and praying break my heart looks like. You may just hurt. You may hurt alone like the Apostle Paul, but can I be honest with you? I am miserable all the time. If I can be honest with you, I apoc into a lot of the times I'm so miserable. Honestly, my head hurts. Sometimes I wish that I, I would stop feeling all these things. I'm always thinking about the aches. I feel deep grief. I feel internal agony. I'm, I, I'm broken, guys, of the, the cultural Christians that the, the, or the, the, the ones that are, are the moral persons that I'm right with God and it breaks me. I grieve for those that are far from God, looking for life meaning 
I, I, I hate it and, I, and it frustrates me when so-called Christians fall for legalism and they miss grace. I burn with anger with, when, uh, with people's lives of, that are enslaved by evil and lust. I'm, 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 I ache for people who are ignoring their gifts from God, who are trading temporal things for the eternal. And I'm thankful for that pain. As much as I hate it sometimes, sometimes it's so frustrating. Sometimes I wish it would go away. I'm thankful for that pain because every day I'm driven to do something that shakes eternity. My heart is broken by something that breaks the heart of God. And if that's what it's going to take, if, it, if, 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 if me being miserable if that's what it's going to take for me to be close to the heart of God, then man, that's what I want. And, and that's why this is a dangerous prayer. Because I'm telling you that when we pray this prayer, God will answer you. And God will begin to burden you with holy burden. But I'm telling you, I'd rather suffer and have pain with purpose than to live without purpose. Let me pray, God. We are just completely overwhelmed with the reality that you are calling us into a season of holy burden, of holy ache, of being broken by the things that are broke, that break your heart, God. God, we say today, break my heart. We take that step of faith today. Come on, whoever you are right now, wherever you are at, I believe the Holy Spirit is challenging you to pray that prayer. God, break my heart. Break my heart for, for what breaks yours. God, we pray that from this moment on, we will never be the same, that our hearts would forever be inconvenienced and, and interrupted by the things that are breaking your heart. That we would become aware of our surroundings, of the things that we have been ignoring, that from this moment on, as we pray this prayer, God, break my heart. That we would no longer ignore it. That we would be filled with such a burden that we can't not shake it off until we act. God, we thank you because you're doing something in this season that is supernatural. I believe you are shaking things up and that your glory will be revealed, that many people will be saved through the prayers of your people praying this prayer today. And we pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You know, we believe God is continually asking you and I to take a next step and what an appropriate message to say, God, break my heart. And as we close, I, I want to challenge you that maybe God today is asking you to take a next step. Maybe you've, you've given your life to Jesus, but you've never been baptized and you want to take that next step. Maybe for, for you, it, that next step of being broken before God is 
joining a church community. We'd love to be that church community. For others, maybe listening, God is calling you to get plugged in and join a group and be vulnerable. And for others, it might be taking a step of faith and trusting God financially by sowing financially into the local church. Whatever it is, if you feel like God is calling you to take one of these steps, would you do this for me? Would you go to zionchurch.live slash next for more information on one of these next steps? Now, before I say goodbye, I believe there are some people here today. There's someone here today who you recognize you have been far from God. You recognize that you do not have a relationship with Jesus and you want to give God an opportunity to come into your heart. Maybe you've heard about Jesus, but you don't follow him. But there's something inside of you that's nudging you. I believe it's the Holy Spirit. Would you pray this prayer with me? If you're saying, yes, that's me. Would you pray this? Heavenly Father, I give you my life. Forgive all my sins. Make me brand new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can follow you. My life is not my own. I give it to you. Thank you for new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you're ready to take a next step in your walk with Christ, we would love to partner with you. Again, go to zionchurch.live slash next for your next steps. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and let's keep creating spaces for God to dwell.